Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in. I am sleep-deprived right now, so rambling warning up front. (laughs) Technically, I'm not sleep- well, yes, I am sleep-deprived. Yesterday, I could not fall asleep till midnight, and then I woke up this morning at 5 and made my husband breakfast, and normally I, I can't get myself out of bed, so... Anyways... I thought, since my brain is kind of on spiderweb mode all over the place, that I would talk about what is going on in my life with dance film. You, if you've seen my tweets or my posts on uh, my Instagram story yesterday, I did a film shoot yesterday. Grrr. And I've also been asking for prayer for Ezekiel 37, so I thought... That this podcast, I can go through the different projects that I have kind of lined up and then kind of the process and then what my post-productions are going to look like in this summer. And basically, it's going to be me processing my creative do list with an audience so that we're all on board and I feel better after talking about it because that that's yeah, but hopefully this will be interesting. That's that's the that's the important part. So, for a number of years, I have loved the book of Ezekiel, and initially I only read the first three chapters, and it just was really on my heart. Oh my gosh, (laughs) that's its own podcast. I'm not going there. Ezekiel is fire. It's so beautiful. So... I've known about Ezekiel 37, the Valley of Dry Bones, for ages, but I started reading it consistently recently, and it's just, oh my gosh, cut me to the core. Three times the word says, I will will put my spirit breath into you and you will live. And that Hebrew word there is translated spirit or breath, depending on English of our context, But it's one word, and it's ruha, R-U-A-H, is the American English equivalent to the the Hebrew. So, So God put this chapter on my heart, and I know my own life experience with my mental health struggles. I've talked about those in other podcasts. And... I also look around social media and I see so many dear friends going through anxiety and panic attacks and breathing issues and uh, depression and suicidal thoughts and just all the things. And one day it hit me, wow, this is a valley of dry bones and just... You know, and these are Christians who are my acquaintances and friends. And I'm like, God, we need your power to stand up and be an army again. And Ezekiel 37 actually says that the people of Israel says our hope is no more. Our hope is lost. And I know for myself, cling to hope during those hard days is so hard. It is like holding on with your fingernails and just trying to 
you're almost waiting for the time to pass until you get better. Because there's so little you feel that you can do to influence your mindset. There's a lot we can do to influence our mindset, and scripture talks about a lot of that, but (laughs) biochemically, there was a lot of waiting for me physically to get better and just, you know, taking consistent vitamin D over a long period of time, that sort of thing. So Ezekiel 37 has been on my heart and a couple months ago, Ben went out of town for a work trip and he offered for me to ride in the car with him, come down to Orlando. And I said, you know what? I really feel called to stay here in our home state and just there's art that I need to make. Well, that week, it was like God flipped a switch and he said, okay, time to film Ezekiel 37. And I kind of looked at God and was like, wait, what? I'm, I'm not ready to do this. I don't have choreography. He's like, it doesn't matter. Just, just go show up. I was like, God, I don't feel like I've prayed enough for this. He's like, you've already been praying for this. You've read the scripture. You've, you've prayed over it. You've prayed over the people. Go, go show up. So I grabbed my tripod and my iPhone camera and my shoes and my red dress and I walked out there's like it's walking distance from where I live where I filmed it's just this little abandoned place and I went out there and I yelled and I screamed and I danced the first day I only did maybe two shots and The one of, yeah, I did two shots, and you'll see them in the film. It's the end shot, I plan on using it at the end shot, I haven't edited anything yet. The end shot where I'm staring at the credits, and then there is another shot next to a a abandoned, like, truck, like a Mack truck head. It's an exoskeleton just hanging out there, it's crazy. Um, and then there was a third shot, which was me on the ground breathing. And that's the shot that's going to carry the whole, um, the whole storyline visually. So that shot in particular is extremely powerful. And I got that footage in slow motion and I cannot wait to play with it in post-production. My little editing nerd skills is just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with it? Do I speed it up? Do I play with it? Anyways. So that was, I filmed that Wednesday when Ben was gone. And then Thursday, the next day, I spent in bed. Like, I did not leave bed. I was so spiritually tired. And it wasn't that I didn't even, I even did anything physical. It was just the spiritual expenditure. It was like, okay, I I am Elijah and I want to die. Not like that, but. When Elijah was so tired, whew, I mean, okay, so Elijah, I'm totally blanking out on this passage, um, on where it is, but I know the story. So Elijah challenges the prophets of Baal, and then he kills the prophets of Baal, and if you think that's a bad thing, let me tell you something, the prophets of Baal were 
horrible people. Like, sexual abuse was part of the Baal religion. So when God gets uppity in the Old Testament about worshiping the Baals, there's a reason because it is bad for humanity. Okay, soapbox off. Back to the other soapbox. So he killed so Elijah kills the prophets of Baal, and then he goes and he prays for rain to come that he prayed that would not rain. Like, dude, there was one time I prayed for an hour for somebody, and the next day I was so freaking tired it was like I hadn't even slept. And I, I went home early that day because the, the store was slow. It was, oh my gosh. So prayer can be freaking exhausting. And then a cloud as small as, man, as small as a man's hand rises from the sea. And Elijah says to Ahab, you know, get in your chariot because the rain is coming. And logistical pro- thing, if it rains, your chariot will get stuck in the mud. So you need to, just like mudding with cars and trucks today, <laughs> I did that one time, there's a vlog on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash out. it's pretty recent, so <laughs> that was embarrassing, but fun, but embarrassing, yeah. Um, so mudding was a very real concern, so Elijah, so Ahab gets in his chariot and rides all the way to Jezreel, and Elijah has so much spiritual fortitude that he runs ahead of the horses. So you talk about a physically, spiritually exhausting day. The next day he went to God and was like, I want to die. Seriously, that does not surprise me at all. So I've been doing creative things for many years when I was 14 years old and the Holy Spirit came upon me powerfully during my summer camp at Ballet Magnificat. The next day I was an emotional garbage pail. I was literally, I was either next to or hiding under somebody's desk crying. I was so just emotionally worn out. So I've gotten used to this pattern of spiritual output and physical exhaustion and the, the other very memorable. I mean, I've had this after all of my dance films. I've vlogged about this before. I had it after I filmed the vlog Why Be Authentic, which is the main video on youtube.com slash Out. Like, if you watch one video that I do, that would be the one I would recommend, where I'm talking. That would be really good. So, um, because the next day, I was on my back for the next three days. I had vacation that week, and it, I filmed on a Wednesday, because then I went to church that night, and I was on my back the rest of the week. And, like... That's 15 minutes of filming. And I was on my back. It just, the logic physically doesn't make sense. But when you think about the spiritual output, it makes perfect sense. So, now that we've got that pattern clarified, I filmed Ezekiel 37 Wednesday while Ben was out of town. Thursday, I was in bed all day. I filmed more again on Friday. And then I was not in bed Saturday because I actually was very busy Saturday, but I was an emotional garbage bail on Saturday. I, I had road rage so bad, like I've never had it bad before. And like you'd think because I came from South Florida, I'd be okay with drivers, but I'm just, 
I'm used to a different style of driving. That, anyways. Um, something about driving really triggers my self-worth. And it's like, you are not respecting me as a human being. And therefore, I'm angry at you. So, it... I had to pull over and text some prayer requests and cry and then text Ben and come home and and then then he and I, you know, caught up from being alone and that was wonderful. Um So that's Ezekiel 37 and that is currently in color correction phase. Uh my girl Natasha Sapienza is uh working on that. She has uh, Final Cut Pro. She doesn't have a, prof- a an actual uh, special effects software, so it's it's not going to be the fanciest color correction in the whole entire world. But you know what? It's adequate, and it's going to do what God intended it to do. So, um, so that's going to be awesome. And then <laughs> I need prayers for editing that. <laughs> um, so then. Last week, I was on my porch, and I just felt inspired to set up the camera and do a little dance film, so um, I did that. I bonked my head and threw my neck out, and that really messed with my back that weekend, but uh, I'm doing better now, so that's good. Um, So that'll be up on Instagram at some point eventually, and then... Uh, okay, so here we are, um, let me tell you the long, let me tell you the long version. This podcast is the long version. Two years ago, I was emailed a Spurgeon devotional by a regular subscription I had to Truth For Life, and this devotional is called Prayer I short, I short, my working title is Prayer Lingers, um, because the first line is, Prayer sometimes lingers, like a petitioner at the gate, until the king comes with the blessings that she seeks. The Lord, when he is given great faith, has been known to test it by long delays. He's allowed his servants' voices to echo in their ears as if the heavens were brass, They have knocked the golden gate, but it has remained immovable, as though it were rusted upon its hinges. Like Jeremiah, they have cried, you have wrapped yourself with a cloud, so that no prayer can get through. In this manner, true saints have endeavored to wait patiently without a reply. That's not the right wording. True saints have waited patiently without a reply, not because... Their prayers were not strong, nor because they were unheard, but because it so pleased him who is as sovereign and who gives according to his own pleasure. If it pleases him to test our patience, shall he not do as he wishes with his children? Beggars must not be choosers, either as to time, place, or form. But we must be careful not to mistake delays in prayer for denials. God's post-dated checks will be punctually honored. 
God keeps a file for our prayers. They are not blown away by the wind. They are treasured in the king's archives. This is a registry in the court of heaven in which every prayer is recorded. Struggling believer, the Lord has, as it were, a tear bottle in which the costly drops of your sacred grief are put away and a book in which your holy groanings are numbered. That's a reference to Ezekiel. By and by, your case shall prevail. And will comfortably appear to your soul's joy. And you will put off the sackcloth and ashes of long waiting and put on the scarlet and fine linen of full fruition. That is a very rough memorization of that devotional by Charles. H. Spurgeon, and um, the reason I memorized that, important tangent on memorization, the reason I memorized that is simply because I've already recorded that audio multiple times and listened to it multiple times, and I have an audio memory, so when I hear my own voice, I remember the inflections and the nuances. Um, I'm a visual creative with an audio memory, so it's it's perfect for what I do. God made me exactly how he wanted me. Not that I'm perfect, but he created me precisely. So, I am feeling very convicted by God this year that I learned that passage of devotional very easily. And I have not memorized a passage of scripture longer than Romans 5, 1 through 5, which is significantly shorter. Like, I can repeat that in maybe a minute. Here we go. Romans 5, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith through this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, we also rejoice in our sufferings, Because suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. Now hope does not disappoint, for the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Spurgeon devotional is quite a bit longer than that, and I memorized that back in 2004, which is embarrassing. So, (laughs) um, now that I've finished reading the entire Bible and my fear of the word of God is completely removed, thank you, Jesus, because that, oh gosh, that was the bane of my Christian walk for forever, was being afraid of the word of God. And now that I've actually walked, I took a year trying to get through Isaiah, and I did. I finally read every page in that book. Not that I understood it, but I showed up. And most of life is praying and showing up. When your heart is right with God 
and you feel inadequate and you feel afraid, just show up. Makes all the difference in the world. So, our obedience makes each other stronger. It makes ourselves stronger. We then receive the reward of God validating our faith in him. He tells us to trust his character. That devotional about Spurgeon is all about trusting God's character. And if he doesn't bring our prayers to fruition in this life, like there are people who are going through chronic physical pain, chronic emotional pain, chronic mental pain, even spiritual pain throughout their entire life. And there are days of sunshine, but there are some folks who, like Johnny Erickson Todd has been in a wheelchair for decades now. And God has given her so much grace in that. And she will tell you it's been a blessing. So, but tangent on tangent, let me get back to main tangent rambling. Um, so, trusting God's character is everything. Everything. So, now that I've read the whole Bible, I feel very strongly impressed to start memorizing huge chunks of it. Because, um, so say like right now, there's a proverb that says... Um, no, wait, there's also a, okay, (laughs) there is, there is a couple verses in the Bible that mention, I will uphold the righteous, my righteous right hand. There's that in Isaiah. And then in Psalm 37, it says, though the righteous stumble seven times, I will catch him with my hand. I get those two verses and I blend them together. And that is not right. And so by accurately memorizing the word of God, Yes, I feel like I'm ahead of the game because I know where the books are. So I'm like, okay, I actually know what book it's in. This is good. And that gives me a feeling of confidence in this podcast that I can tell you, I know this is a verse. I know this is where I, it is. And I relatively, by the grace of God, believe that I'm using it with proper application. That is so important. <clears throat> Sorry. I, I won't. I won't hit that volume again. Okay, back back to regular programming. So, Meg needs to memorize scripture. Moving on. So I've had this devotional on my heart for years. That was emailed to me March of 2016. Yeah, March of 2016, right before my mental health completely crashed. All of that oh my gosh, garbage, literally just kind of like waiting for the time to pass until I could get better. And there was a lot that God did in me and I'll never know. But anyways, that that's not the point. And I warned you I was rambly and tired today. So thank you for showing up. I appreciate this. Thank you for not judging me for being rambly and tired because we all have those days. So here, here. So I've had this devotional on my heart for ages. And we've got these super cute walking paths near my home, which you've seen in the Listen and Live and um, Contiguous Memories video um, videos. So those paths, love them. Initially I thought, oh, well, there's this tree that overhangs this path. That'll be great for it. The tree branch breaks and now it looks like death. It's just so sad. 
So I'm just like, oh man, okay, well, where am I going to film this this prayer lingers devotional? This is important. So I'm dropping off my recycling. I look to my left and there's this fountain at the end of a field and a long set of bleachers. Just very art deco. Um, since you're this deep in the podcast, I will tell you where it is. I will I will locate myself for y'all. Okay, don't don't stalk me. All right, ex- ex- unless you you want to follow me as I follow Christ. Okay, but but no, no other stalking allowed. Okay, so the Mildred the Mildred Westervelt Warner flip those W's Transportation Museum is right next to the library, and it has this gorgeous fountain. Hold on, I have to etch my ear. And I'm back. One cup of chamomile tea later, and my soul is restored. Aldi's has a, like, a little bit, a little TNIT section, peppermint chamomile and just English breakfast, for a dollar. An entire box of tea for a dollar. I'm over the moon, you guys. I already bought my second box of chamomile. It's a really nice blend with like rose hip and chamomile and yummy stuff. And I need to buy another box of peppermint. That's how in love I am with this herbal tea. But they really don't like decaf tea so much. Decaf coffee, excuse me. I I bought a, a bag of regular coffee to have when guests come over because I don't drink, I don't do caffeine. I haven't done caffeine since March of 2016, and first it was in fasting for my relationship with Ben, the potential relationship, and then it was because my thyroid was out of whack and I was having hot flashes. But anyways, so Aldi's has this coffee section, which is huge, and I picked out a really good coffee. Everybody who drank it loves it. And then I go to look for myself to find some decaf coffee, they have one option. It's like decaf is your option. We don't, I'm sorry, we're not going to serve with you with vanilla or hazelnut or medium or dark or Dunkin' or breakfast blend or dark roast or whatever. No, just decaf is your option. And if you like it, great. So um, I had my first cup of this particular decaf yesterday and it was a little on the mm-hmm. side. So I'm going to add a splash of salt with my grounds when I put it into my French press and hopefully that will help the flavor. I've done that before for other bulk chock full of nuts coffee and seen really good results. So highly recommend putting salt in your coffee. Also I wrote a limerick when I, way back in the day. Twitter archive Normally at the end of episodes now, I'm going to reference a tweet from my archive. Um, I did that last episode. And this week, I'm recording this the same day I'm publishing it. So I don't need to do that because it's a little formatting thing with Anchor. But anyways. So here's your Twitter archive for the day. By memory. Well, maybe not by memory. 
I can't remember the order of the lines because they all rhyme together. Basically, I put salt in my coffee and pepper in my tea. Something, something, someone, something. I'm so single, someone come and marry me. Yeah, it... It was interesting, but actually chai tea does have pepper in it. Okay, I promised I wouldn't get loud again. I apologize. Okay, back to talking time. Now, do I remember what the heck I was talking? Okay, I'm going to review the end of my last recording. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just going to leave this intermission. You can skip if you want to, but now you know a little bit more about my life and how I feel about tea. Anyways. So I'm walking around this fountain and this field next to this museum, next to the library, and I think to myself, this is perfect to film prayer lingers. I have to film here. I walk around, I take pictures, I walk around the woods, come back around, I I get all tired and sweaty, and I decide, okay, I'm going to go inside the museum, one, for the air conditioning, and two, just to see what's inside. I didn't plan to talk to anybody, I didn't plan to ask permission or anything, because, I mean, I knew I needed to, but I was too scared to. Yeah, honest, truthful. I mean, I, w- I would have bucked up the courage, but it would have taken me a while. I walk inside. The little ding-dong bell goes off. It notifies that I've walked in. The person comes out to say hello. I walk around the corner. It's one of my friends from dance class. You need to understand something. My adult dance class maybe has five people at a time average five people in my entire city of like gazillion thousands and all of the students and blah 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 so Catherine walks around the corner and we say hello and I tell her what's on my mind she says oh yeah sure you can use that field I say what happens to that field and oh by the way do you want to film in our rotunda (laughs) so yesterday what, I, beginning of June. What day is it? Saturday was... I, I don't know what day it is. It's Tuesday. Yesterday was Monday. Yesterday, Monday, is when they're closed to the public for admin workday. And they let me come in on admin workday Monday to film in their rotunda. It was awesome. And... I literally had no idea what the heck it was going to be about. I knew I wanted to be barefoot. I knew I wanted to wear my light satin dress. And I knew that I didn't have the energy for super tight close-ups because the way that my current creating editing style is, if I do the super tight cut shots that I love in Listen and Live. I have to have my material choreographed. If I'm going to show up and film and improvise, I need the camera to be in one place so that it's consistent so that the visuals will merge and blend easily. Does that make sense? I mean, it's not that you can't do it, but just that's my current like, that's my current extremes, and eventually as I get better, I'm sure they'll meet in the middle and have more confidence and, you know, maybe work with a camera crew and film this dance film called The Fist, and, but that's, I kind of need, I need a thousand patrons on my Patreon page donating two dollars a month, 
and then I will, will have the resources and the backing to figure out the logistics for Filming the Fist, which is a short story about forgiveness, and it's amazing, and it's going to change people's lives. So if you think this stuff is good, that's going to be good too. It's just going to be more complicated good. So, I show up in the rotunda with my camera and my tripod, my, f- my phone and my tripod, and I filmed, and while I'm filming, <clears throat> there's these two benches. I'm going to visualize this for you. The rotunda is this round gray wall, and there's a pillar in the middle, and the pillar is on the left side of the screen, and it says, don't run. <laughs> which is the ultimate irony of the entire dance film. I'm so excited about it because I'm dancing the, all over the place. <clears throat> but I'm not technically running. <laughs> I'm, I'm just spinning and waltzing and moving around very quickly and fluidly and balletically. It's not technically running. <laughs> also, it's admin day and I'm the only person there. So I can basically, if I don't break anything, I can do whatever I want all within the commandments of God, you know. So, I show up, I film, and there's this pillar in the middle, there's this round wall behind me, look, the visual's really cool, and then there are these two benches that are near to the wall, and I sit on one of the benches, and then I get get some footage, and then I stand up to sit on the other bench, and I find myself standing in between them, and there's this just this emotion of intensity that comes over me, and don't know why I'm feeling that, but I'm just, I'm intense, okay, so I'm gonna walk in that, and like, I mean, I worshiped and prayed before I showed up, so I'm asking the Lord to direct my emotions, because how I feel while the camera's rolling is gonna just bleed through my face and my body language and you'll know what I'm saying. One of the things I love about dance and the reason it's so freaking powerful is movement transcends language. And so God can use my dance film to minister to people who don't speak English. That is super humbling to me. And uh, I'm not crying, you're crying. So I go and I sit on the second bench. And I look into the camera. And just... There's this intensity of feeling... Well, God's people who are called by my name humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and I will heal their land. That verse didn't come up, but that was just the verse that came to me while I started talking. Um, The emotion that came over me was we are called to fight for our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are called to, um, there's actually a verse that does in the epistles that does a list version of this, and I think it's at the end or something, I, oh gosh, help me, 
Um, and it says, you know, encourage the faint-hearted. And scripture also says to look out for the fatherless and care for the orphans and the widows. And scripture tells us consistently to take care of the weaker ones among us. Fun tangent. <laughs> Short, promise. Um, Mary sitting at Jesus' feet when Martha wanted her to help. Mary was breaking cultural stereotypes. I don't you know if you know this, but um, women were not allowed to learn from rabbis. Women were thought to be not good enough for the education. And so that was prejudice on their part because women are just as mentally capable as men. I mean, physically, the only difference between us is that men are physically stronger and women are made for childbearing. Like, that is scientifically proven. Don't don't at me. Don't at reply me is the Twitter slang. Excuse me. So, um, so I just was overwhelmed with this emotion of what are we... How are we called to make war on behalf of our brothers and sisters in Christ? And yes, a lot of that looks like physical action. But if you don't pray before you do physical action, your toil means nothing to God. You know, unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor build in vain. So you better go to God, get right with him, make sure he's filtering your motives to the best of, to the best of, of your capability, to the best of what you can be filtered that time like he says in philippians one that like he's gonna be continuing this complete until the day of lord jesus wow i'm so tired i can't talk philippians one um he who began a good work in you will complete it but the point is that it it He's going to complete it when Jesus comes back and we get to heaven. That's the completion point. So while we're human here on earth in these mortal bodies, we're a work in progress. Ruth Graham has on her grave, construction complete. Thank you for your patience. And I say, amen, sister. (sighs) I am just a rabbit trail on a rabbit trail today. I, I hope you signed up for this and I hope this is enjoyable. So... So, I just was, okay, I'm just going to get to the point. There's a chapter in Matthew. Jesus comes down from the Mount of Transfiguration. The disciples have been trying to cast a demon out of this boy with epilepsy who's having seizures and he's throwing himself into the fire. And the father says to Jesus, Jesus, please heal my son. And I'm blanking out on what Jesus says back to him. Something to the effect of, do you believe I can do this? And the father says, I believe. Lord, help my unbelief. Super important. So then Jesus casts out the demon like it's no big deal. And the son is restored to his father. And then the disciples come to Jesus to say, why couldn't we cast out that demon? 
Now remember, when Jesus had sent them out before, earlier in the book of Matthew, he says, go two by two to all the villages, and if they don't listen to you, shake the dust off your feet, but, you're, but tell them about the kingdom that is coming, and send the good news to the Jew first, um, and you will be able to cast out demons in my name. So Jesus told them he, they could cast out demons. And then in this chapter, they're not able to cast out the demon. And they're, they're like, wait, did it break? What? It doesn't work. What, what happened to the name of Jesus? Did it not work? And Jesus replies, this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. Now, some translations leave out the and fasting. I would also like to point out that Jesus says in the New Testament, when you fast, not if you fast, but when you fast, this should be a regular part of our Christian discipline, part of our diet, so to speak. And uh, when I get up on my soapbox about fasting, you better believe it's been years in the making because I want to see people set free. And if that means going without chocolate for 40 days, if that means going without caffeine for two years, if that means cutting my carbs out of my diet because I need it for my health, but I also need it because there's this girl that has a demonic stronghold in her life, uh, you better believe that I will. Because I'm a skinny person and I can't fast proper food, so I'm going to fast the the stuff that gives me that endorphin fix to remind me, Jesus, I love you more than that endorphin fix. Whew, that, that vlog is going to be fire. So, so stoked for that. When you fast. This kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. I love the New Living Translation and the English Standard Version. They are my go-to comfort food paraphrase. But the key word there was paraphrase. And both of them leave out the and fasting. I have a 40-minute vlog up on my YouTube channel where I basically almost go into tears over how much this upsets me. Doctrinal translation aside, the text still stands. It's fine. You know, everybody who is supposed to be saved is going to be saved. Jesus says himself, I have not lost one. And yes, we'll, we'll get to all those fun doctrines later on in another podcast because it's super important and empowering and inspiring. It means so much to me. Oh my God, I love Jesus so much. But I'm going to relatively try to stay on topic and say that if we're not fasting for people, we are not making war for the king. Not like we should. Not properly. There are things that are broken in the spiritual realm when we fast and pray that are, no, that are not broken any other way. If you want to see transformation in your life, if you have a porn addiction, if you have a sugar addiction, if you have a codependency addiction, addictions take all place and forms. It's not, it's not about the substance. It's not about is it legal or illegal. And no, you shouldn't be taking marijuana or crack or meth. No, get, get off that and go talk to Jesus. The adrenaline drip in our brain is so freaking high that we need stuff to help us. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm calming it down. I'm calming it down. Hang on. My poor husband's probably skipping ahead. 
He would not have the patience to listen to me rant quite like this, but he's listening to me on double speed, so that helps a lot. And plug for Overcast as the best podcast app on the internet available today. I don't know if it's in an Android. I'm sorry, Android peoples. But Overcast will automatically let you skip the silent points in between the words. It has an auto feature that does that. So um, I always promote my links to the Overcast app. So if you like how that works, you can even speed it up. You don't have to have the app to benefit from Overcast. It's just a, it takes it from iTunes and yeah, it takes it from iTunes. It, it works and it's a great thing and I, we are huge fans. And that app is so well made and he's got his, he's got the business behind it really well thought. It's advertise, it's in-app advertising for other podcasts. So it's not crappy advertising, which just, it's good advertising for stuff that might actually interest you. So it raises the quality of the app that much higher. That was my tech rant for the day. Okay, moving on. Um, so I feel very strongly about a lot of things. I feel very strongly about us as Christians making war for our brothers and sisters in Christ. I remember my mom telling me a story about a Bible study leader who talked behind her back. And turned the entire group against her. Now my mom is a very unique personality. That's how God made her. But as a result of that, she struggles to fit in. And it's painful. Later on, that lady told my mom that she was sorry for what she did. And she apologized. But I can't help but wonder... If that woman had prayed for my mom, maybe, maybe my mom would have had friends. Maybe my mom would have had friends growing up. When I was growing up. Yeah, it's personal. Yeah, it's way personal. Maybe my mom would have been stronger for the journey because of that woman's potential obedience. But she was selfish and she gave in to sin and my mom was weaker for that. So, we'll never know. That's, that's her loss of treasure in heaven. And it was my mom's loss and I wish a lot of things could have been different. But I wouldn't be who I am today without them. And I wouldn't be able to help people today like I am without them, without those wounds. Corinthians tells us the comfort with we with the comfort with which we are comforted by God, we comfort others. If we are afflicted, it is for your benefit. It's a very loose pen- paraphrase. First or second Corinthians, definitely the first chapter, so you shouldn't have a problem finding it. <laughs> One of my favorite phrases from my old New Jersey Preacher Girl comedy series was, uh, you're big peoples, you can look the text up yourself. So, um, to get back to the dance filming I did on Monday, I'm sitting there on the bench, 
thinking about our responsibility to fight for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I'm staring in the camera, challenging the viewer. Are you going to fight? Do you want... Do you want that glory? Yes, it says that God does not share his glory with another. But it also says that he's redeeming us glory to glory. And to be honest, I need to do more research into that. But there's treasure in heaven for obedience and faithfulness. And, and nobody who loves their Bible is going to argue with me on that. So... So I danced around and I filmed and I sat next to the pillar and then I laid on the floor next to the pillar and and as I filmed I realized what the shoot's supposed to look like. <laughs> like that's how art works. You show up and you make it up as you go along. Um my acting teacher Jill Wadsworth who I love de- or maybe it's Wordsworth. Oh, Jill, where are you? Um I need to look her up. My beloved acting teacher, Jill, said to get out of the way of your own talent. That phrase has never left me, and it's so true. Don't overanalyze it. Let God mature you. Do the hard work of becoming mature, and then get out of the way. Get out of the way and let God use your gift the way he wants to. Just let it happen. It's beautiful. So I filmed there Monday, and they have one more window of time for me to film there. So I'm going to go back and film some more July 2nd. I've already thought of a different shot I want in that space, because it's so unique. It's super round, and it's got a pillar in the middle. Like, that never happens. So I'm super stoked for that. Then... I want to film a third part of the the Listen and Live and Contiguous Memories um, with the path. So just another 20-second clip where it's like super tight cuts and really fluid editing and just oh, my heart melts for that stuff. Um, but it's, it's a heckin' lot of work. You gotta do the takes over and over and over again. You got a good. T- you have to get a good take in a wide angle. You have to get a good take in a tight in all the different types that you want, and then you have to make sense of it when you go back to the editing or suite. So, um, so I want to do a third film for that, which a uh, third twenty-second film for that, which is called Ever- Effervescent. Excuse me. Um. So, and then I'm going to film at some point this summer um, out in front of the fountain for Prayer Lingers. So we're looking at Ezekiel 37, my dance film on the porch that I did, which basically is no post-production. I'm going to post it to Instagram and basically chop it into minute segments. Um, uh, Effervescent. And then um, the shoot I did yesterday, That the working title is Perseverance. Um, 
because it's about the perseverance of the broken clinging to God's goodness, and it's about the perseverance of the healthy in war. We, we need both. And, and if you're not one, you're the other. And very rarely will you only ever be one. Well, you could be broken your entire life, but that's, that's if you trust or don't trust God with your brokenness. So he, he cares about spiritual wholeness a lot more than he cares about physical wholeness. I can tell you that right now. And if I had to choose between, um, my poor husband listening to this, if I had to choose between laying in bed with no energy or having full capacity of my body but my soul is corroded and corrupt, I will be a bedridden saint and pray for y'all and all day long. I mean, that's how Amy Carmichael spent the last few years of her life. She ran that ministry bedridden. And wrote books there too. You can you can read them. And she made sure the books looked pretty. That was so nice of her. Aesthetics details matter. And just look at creation. To get a colloquial and slang on y'all. God is so extra. He like the sunsets and and veins and leaves and flowers and all the different types of flowers and the girls are raving about peonies right now. Like, oh my god. Like me, I get excited just over tulips and orchids and oh, flowers. God is so extra. I love it. <sighs> That's spoken very reverently. I hope you can hear that in my tone. That's why I haven't tweeted it. Well, no, I did tweet it. And I linked to a video of a really cool sea creature I'd never seen before in my life. So that was good context for that. So basically, I have Ezekiel prayer lingers, perseverance, and effervescent. I have four dance films currently. Two filmed, two to be filmed, and all of them to be edited. Um, And editing looks like sitting at the computer using your brain. Like that, that is the extent of the process. There is, it is like writing a book. There is no glamour behind the scenes time lapse for that honey like uh me getting tea and working in my pajamas does not look cool like i love my bed head as much as any gym buddy but i want to go take a shower right now not gonna lie i think i will take a shower and my husband will thank me for that well at least there's one thing that he will thank me for oh boy so um that's just the dance film i'm working on right now prayer lingers I might not get to that this year. I might do that in the fall. We'll see. We'll see. I, I hope I get to it sooner rather than later. Because that is crazy powerful. What is that random beep in my house? We can't figure it out. Anyways. So. That is the full behind the scenes present day as I've got it for my dance film right now and yeah I'm kind of tired so uh if you could be praying that all that goes smoothly I'd hugely appreciate it because uh like I ranted before nothing happens without prayer (laughs) and uh 
a Lone Ranger army is a dead man. <laughs> so, I've, I've learned that the hard way. Yeah. Uh, one of these days I'll have to tell you about the... Eh, yeah, I'm just going to tell you right now. Ben, you might not want to listen to this. It, it'll make you sad. Well, if you've gotten this far, you're already sad. So we're just, you, you can listen if you want to. That's my husband. So anyways, um, 2008, May of 2008, 10 years ago, last month, my coworker and her boyfriend and his best friend helped me film Blue Dress. And I had no idea what I was getting into. Spiritually. And I went in there with no prayer covering from anybody. I'd stopped going to small group and I let go of friendships and lost a friendship and I was kind of isolated at that point. It was it was not good. Um but um So after we filmed that, I helped them film the 48-hour film contest, which is where you get three prompts and you go and film your thing. And then you finish it and you edit it within 48 hours and, and you submit it. So, um, I was helping them because I wanted to return the favor, but I was sleep deprived and completely worn out for obvious reasons. Not just spiritually, I was hurling my my bony body against hard packed Pittsburgh dirt. I was bruised in places I don't want to talk about. So but if you've seen the film you can imagine I was I was beat up. So I was helping them with their 48-hour film, and we're driving between shoots, and I blank out, and I just run into the car in front of me, and um, that car ended up being totaled, which was really, really sad, and I I regret that to this day, Um, but... Um, God is bigger. God is bigger. And his, his grace is sufficient. And, um, that experience was super painful, but it taught me that, that filming is, is, is warfare. A lot of times when I dance, I, if I'm not thinking super hard about the specific movement that I'm doing, um, I try to pray and I, I know that that's important. So, so I'm really tired and that's. That's the whole point of that podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I'm truly honored, and uh, I hope it blessed you. 
Uh, I hope my faux pas amused you, and uh, please hit me up on social media, because I would love to know how you're going and be able to pray for you back. My name is Meg, I love my Jesus, and I believe in living inside out. Now it's your turn, go live it.